Time for the Rural News with Kim Moody. And Kim, a rural health leader says it feels like the sector is in a death spiral. Kia ora Charlotte. Yes, the Huora Taifenua Rural Health Network Chief Executive Grant Davidson says the shortage of rural GPs, nurses, midwives and other allied health professionals is even more dire now than it was in the past. The National Health Agency has just released its initial plan to improve the health system over the next two years, which includes increasing the numbers and diversity of the workforce and changing services to improve health outcomes in areas like maternity and cancer care. However, Grant Davidson Davidson says right now rural health workers are overloaded, have closed their books and immigration settings to bring in overseas workers are not working smoothly yet. We probably need close to 100 to be real across our rural practices and hospitals. Yeah, it's a major issue that would just keep us going at the status quo. People are walking with their feet and many are choosing to go to Australia where the working conditions are better and the salaries are better. We talk about bringing people in and you're saying you know, the immigration settings are proving to be a little bit difficult as well, but are we even getting the applicants? We are getting applicants in. That they are, The number of applicants has decreased and we're competing against every other country in the world for these skilled migrants, so it's a real issue. Grant Davidson says Australia has 120 GPs per 100,000 people. New Zealand has just 70. He says he tries to stay upbeat and work on positive solutions, but admits it's depressing. Often voices who have ideas to move forward just seem not to be heard. So we will just keep hoping that under the health reforms that there is a settling in period and there will be some positive work coming out of it. Grant Davidson says there needs to be a long-term strategy to train a lot more health professionals in New Zealand. Instead of just keeping pushing people in the bottom end, we want to keep people in that pipeline. So let's stop the bleeding of our trained people, which there's been a massive input in taxpayer dollars, and seeing them go overseas because the work conditions are too bad for them here. Dr Davidson says in order to cope, doctors are withdrawing their services and there's no longer after-hours services in Rawene, Balclutha and Westport hospitals. An ASB economist says despite a real shortage of dairy products globally, the international demand for milk has softened. But Nathaniel Keel says the weakening New Zealand dollar will be providing a boost for our exporters. And he says it's likely to become even weaker against the US next year. We're kind of forecasting that Kiwi's going to hit maybe 52 cents against the US dollar at some point early next year. That's a really, really uncertain estimate. But if you kind of think that the last time dairy prices were this high, you know, we were above 80 cents, it's a massive boost. ASB economist Nathaniel Keel. In a bid to reduce its greenhouse gas emissions, a fertiliser company will be transporting more bulk product around the regions by ship rather than in trucks. Ravensdown says a new larger ship owned by Coastal Bulk Shipping made her maiden voyage this month and will become part of the company's emissions reduction strategy. Logistics manager Ant Boyles says the MV Rangatata will give bigger savings and has the ability to visit more ports. A lot more flexibility on the amount of product we can move on the coastal vessels. We've been limited to 800 tonnes to date. 2,000 tonne capacity means we can take quite a number more trucks off the road. Uh, Also makes it more viable for us to call at more of New Zealand's smaller ports for moving product in and out and taking product off the road. What sort of saving in terms of emissions was it by being able to use a larger ship for the fertiliser transportation? 
So we calculated it saved us around about 39 tonnes of carbon dioxide equivalent. And to put that into perspective, it's probably about 50 to 55 trucks that were taken off long haul by putting that via uh, the Blue Highway. And Boyle says ships will never replace road transport because of the complexity of the supply chain, but they will reduce the number of trucks on some routes. Chinese demand and prices for logs has been slipping, which is the opposite of what would typically happen at this time of year. AgriHQ senior analyst Mal Crode says the in-market rates for unpruned grades in China have come back at the lowest prices seen since late 2020. Log export markets haven't managed to pick up. It actually went backwards a little. October Wolfgate prices were back a little to a national average of about 130 dollars per cubic meter for A grade. Um, Now that's a drop of about an average of four dollars a cubic meter. Despite the lack of demand we are seeing the export returns continue to be well supported by the drop in the exchange rate particularly with the US dollar and also uh, slightly lower shipping rates. But look freight challenges are likely to remain an issue into the new year when it's anticipated that Chinese demand will increase. Mel Crode says domestic demand for logs is also softening and there's signs of the supply chain being full, likely due to ongoing wet weather. And lastly, recycled tubes from a, pro- from a popular mastitis treatment are set to be turned into fence posts and flower pots destined to hold tulips from Amsterdam. The vet and pharmaceutical company Zoetis is collecting plastic syringes at vet clinics around the country. Spokesperson Natalie Bunn says the recycling initiative's taken off. That came in at 17,525 kg, which is just an awesome effort all around that we're really proud of the vets and farmers for getting in behind this. That's around 2.2 million textile tubes, which is just absolutely outstanding considering that that's all you know, going to be diverted from landfill and made into recyclable materials. Natalie Bunn says the success of the recycling scheme is down to online advertising and word of mouth. All of the North Island tubes are then recycled by Future Post. You might be familiar with the really awesome initiative where they basically take all of the plastic and turn them back into fence posts. So that's brilliant. And then our provider in the South Island is Comspec. And that can go to various different recyclable products. So I know last year a lot of the textile waste was turned into recyclable tulip bulb trays for exporting to and from Holland. Some of it goes back into roading. Natalie Bunn says the company's keen to make more of its vaccines and treatments recyclable. That's the rural news for this week. Kwe rātou porongo o te tai whenua.